2: Welcome back here on The First Team. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by former college and NFL QB as well as founder of The Sims Complete QB, Matt Sims. Also joining us, Irish Breakdown Recruiting Analyst Ryan Roberts. Today we are moving on to our next award prediction show, where I guess it's more of a, a watch list show for the various awards in college football. We already did the Davey O'Brien. If you missed that, go check that out. Today we're doing the Doak Walker, which is the award for the top running back in all of college football. So. Guys, I think one thing that we should take into consideration here, it, it should be somebody who's got a great offensive line that's on a team with a <laughs> a, a great established run game. I, I'm not trying to set up my pick too much, but I'm trying to you get are, at here you is are. it's okay though. It's there's okay. there seemingly tends to be a history though of a lot of guys who play in offenses that favor the run game that they have ended up winning this award. So uh, I want to Ryan's very confident this week. I want to start Ryan off. Uh, <laughs> Ryan off
1: with his first pick. Who do you got? I got Raheem Rocket Sanders, who's not a, he's not, he's very used to being on this show, right? Like he's not, he's not a stranger to being mentioned on the first team podcast show. But I, I mean, one, His name is Rocket Raheem Sanders. So like, that's awesome, <laughs> right? To just get that. I mean, cause one thing that you had to mention about awards that you didn't mention is that there is like a publicity side to it, right? It's like it's the, the sexy pick and and the, all those different selling points. Great stat about Raheem though who ran for over 1,400 yards last year, 1,443 yards, 10 touchdowns, averaged six and a half yards per carry, another 28 receptions, two touchdowns through the air. So obviously he had tremendous production. For a team, to your point, that is bringing back Bo Limmer. That's bringing back Brady Latham, two of their better offensive linemen from last year, both interior players, which I think is going to be big for a Mm. 6'2", 237-pound running back who likes to get downhill and likes to be explosive in tight areas. Crazy stat about him, Joe. What do you think is the most rushing yards that Raheem Sanders ever had in one high school season? In one high school season? Yes. Uh, 2,400. 317 yards. He played wide receiver oh. in high school. Oh, His senior season. Really? 317 yards on 20 carries. That's the most yards he ever had rushing. He was a wide receiver coming out – and he has now developed into a 237-pound how, behemoth. How much does he weigh? Uh, how much I don't know, weighing? man. I don't know. But he was listed <laughs> as an athlete coming out of high school. Literally his senior year, he had 20 carries for 317 yards, which is like 15.9 yards per carry. And that's the most rushing yards he ever had in a season during his high school career. All that yeah. to say is – my guy is still (laughs) growing into the running back position he's still getting better he was first team all sec Mm -hmm. last year two years removed from playing wide receiver on the high school level raheem rocket sanders my number one pick first team all sec second team preseason all american i think he's going to have a tremendous season especially with kj jefferson also coming back which i think will alleviate a little bit of heavy boxes with his ability to run the football and throw the football
2: man you're the king of just having the most unexpected information on some guys. I I just want to just throw this out there. <laughs> that was there. awesome. That was great. Yeah, that was. I, I just think that like I would have expected a guy like Jameer Gibbs to have played receiver in high school. He is not built like a guy who would have played receiver. He is a tank, but I, I love the pick. I think it's an awesome pick. Just And I, I preface this by saying I, I think we have to pay attention to guys that have good offensive lines, and yeah. Arkansas – is replacing Ricky Stromberg, but the rest of that offensive line is freaking fantastic. And Sam Pittman is a hard-nosed guy, and I think he fits that demeanor, uh, that mentality that Rocket Sanders brings to the running back position. Matt, your first pick. I thought that this one is yes, an sir. interesting one because I feel like we, we've kind of forgotten about this guy. Who did you go with?
0: Yeah. yeah, so I went with Travion Henderson, the running back at Ohio State. Uh, I just think that the guy is a complete running back in every sense of the way. Um, it, one thing that I think Ohio State doesn't take advantage of enough with him is his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. That's something that we don't really see a ton out of their offense and what's being asked of them from their quarterbacks in that position at running back. But the dude definitely has that ability to make plays outside of the pocket to be a great pass catcher. Um, I think Travion Henderson is a very good physical runner. He's not a guy that like imposes his will all the time, but he runs and falls forward every time and that's always a positive when you're a running back i think his ability to see and and anticipate cuts is above a lot of other players that you know potentially can be up for this award this year i think his vision his cutback ability his ability to jump cut and make quick decisive decisions in the pocket um, is very impressive You know, his ability also to be patient while he's running with the football, I think, is one of his greatest attributes, especially when you're playing against these big 10, you know, big trench fronts. You know, being patient and then finding your gap as the gaps continue to open up, as the game continues to wear out the defenders, that's where he is going to make his mark this season. I just think that this is a big year for him because with a young quarterback, despite the fact of their wide receiver core, being one of the best in the country, I still think that with a young quarterback that is getting acclimated to being the number one guy in a Big Ten setting, I think Kyle McCord in that offense will rely on Henderson a little bit more this year than they did a year ago with a very experienced, savvy veteran of C.J. Stroud leading the helm. So now younger quarterback, younger offensive line. But what they're going to do? They're going to be patient with the run game. They're going to help their quarterback develop a good play action pass game off of being physical at the uh, at the line of scrimmage, at the line of attack. And I think Trayvon Henderson has a fantastic year and gets back more to the the productivity that he had his freshman year when he almost rushed for fifteen hundred yards. On uh, almost 200 carries this freshman year, so was asked to do way more as a freshman than he was as a sophomore. Expect them to go back to the well and kind of treat it a little bit more like he did his freshman year, get a little bit more productivity out of Henderson.
1: Well, and I, I think they really need to lean on the run game a lot more because, to your point, Matt, you know they're yeah. they're a young quarterback, a very talented one. If it does end up right. being Kyle McCord, but the real big advantage you have is that defenses are going to look at Marvin Harrison Jr. They're going to look at Emeka Buka. They're going to look at Julian Fleming, Cardinal Tate, Brandon Ennis, all these wide receivers, and they're going to say, you know what, Like, I'll I'll, I'll take my <laughs> chances with the running backs in the backfield. And Travion, two years ago, looked like the easy frontrunner to be the first running back off the board in the 2024 NFL draft. Obviously, he has his sophomore slump due to some injuries. If he's able to come yeah. back and be healthy, there was – there was a reason at one point he was a five-star coming out of the state of Virginia and a freshman All-American. It's all about staying healthy, and if he does, I think that he has he's in tune for a big season. I would agree.
2: I also think the funny thing, too, with him is that that first year, it was the first year of C.J. Stroud, so they relied on Henderson a lot. They relied on him a lot to take that pressure off of C.J. Stroud, and he has that miraculous first season, and he gets hurt. We kind of forget him about him a little bit. And here he comes back, hopefully fully healthy. And he's back to that same situation where it's a new young quarterback who's taking over. It's his first time. And I totally agree with that. They're going to want to use him to relieve that pressure. Even if the offensive line is starting from scratch and there's some concerns there, they're going to lean on a guy like him and also Mayan Williams to carry that load, carry that, you know, that water to relieve that pressure from from Kyle McCord uh, this upcoming season. My first pick is another Big Ten guy. And Ryan was pushing back on this, but I, I was trying to get creative with these picks. I feel like it's <laughs> – which Ryan hates that I'm being creative with this. My first pick oh, is Donovan worry. Edwards.
0: Just, just, just own it, Joe. We love you all the same. Yeah, <laughs> screw you, Ryan. Uh,
2: Donovan <laughs> Edwards from Michigan is my first pick. Look, I really like Blake Corum as a running back – but the injuries that he sustained at the end of last year, I, I don't know if he is going to be that, not so much it's going to prevent him from being that same guy, but he has a lot of carries under his belt. He has a lot of hits that he's sustained to his frame that I'm not saying he's going to be, injury prone this upcoming season but I th- I would not be surprised if Donovan Edwards after he had those explosive games at the end of last year especially the Ohio State game that he played that he doesn't eventually start to take over more and more of that Lions share of the carries I also think that like the, the big first thing here there's some other offensive lines in the country that I think have young guys that need to step up before that they can establish themselves in that top offensive line conversation. But I'm going to pick the team that returns a lot of those guys that won the Joe Moore Award last year as the best offensive line in the country. So if a, a team like Michigan, who I I have picked to win the Big Ten, I have said on other shows that I think that Michigan is going to go to the college football playoff once again because they're the most veteran team in the country coming back this upcoming season – don't you can roll your eyes at me, Ryan? There's I didn't roll, so my, much eyes. I didn't roll my eyes. I, I watched you roll eyes. your I, I roll eyes. I eyes. watched you roll your roll eyes. eyes. There I is so, eyes. so much truth to that statement, and if they are going to get back there, it's go- gonna be because they're running the ball as effectively as they did last season. I, I think that JJ McCarthy is important in this in this conversation but a lot of their success is going to be from running the football, and I'm taking a bit of a shot here, a bit of a risk, saying that Donovan Edwards will be the lead back and not Blake Corum. I know that it's a little bit
1: of a hot take, but those are my thoughts. Well, I don't think it's really a question of who's the lead back or not. I just think that they're going to eat into each other's touches, though. I mean, last mm-hmm. year, Blake Corum ran for 1,400 yards. Donovan Edwards ran for almost a 1,000. I mean, I, I, that's just that's all my pushback is. It's nothing about Donovan Edwards. I actually think – and this is more the NFL draft evaluation side of the, of this conversation. I think Donovan yeah. Edwards might end up being the better player than Blake That's like I That's I, 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 I would be too. shocked. Yeah. But we're talking about Blake Coram coming back. He was the bell cow last year and we wouldn't mm-hmm. be even talking about Donovan Edwards if he as much as much if he did not get injured. And I think that if he's coming back healthy I would imagine it be more closer to a 50-50 split of the carries than what it was before Blake Corm got injured last year, but I just think that when we're projecting these of uh, these awards, it's the Bijan Robinsons of the world, right? The unquestioned workloads, the guys that are going to touch the ball 70% of the running back snaps, and I'm just not sure that Donovan Edwards is going to quite have that workload, which is just my pushback. That's all. Mm-hmm.
2: To 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 be fair just to throw, throw yes. this out there We did have a guy like Kenneth Walker who won it two years ago. And I I don't think any of us really thought that a guy like Kenneth Walker would take over as many carries and command as many carries as he did. And he ended up doing that. So I don't know. I'm just trying to get creative. I I also think that there's not a lot of guys that I think have solidified themselves as like this is the premier guy also with a lot of the other criteria we look for. So again, I'm trying to get a little creative. Maybe it's a little bit bit
0: too creative. No, it's okay. And honestly – the state of the affair right now of the running back position and how you know our, our whole social media how the NFL values it how we're valuing it in college football on down too you know for whatever reason just the stock of that position is just slightly down despite the fact that it being probably the most important position when you have a really good player there on your team it seems like the whole mm-hmm. offense revolves around that guy um, so it, we're just especially in college. So we're just in this really weird purgatory state right now where we're just being super disrespectful to some of these great athletes at the most important position in the football field. Uh, Second most important position.
1: Running backs don't matter. Running backs don't matter. I mean, come on,
0: man. Come on. (laughs) And honestly, at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if if we have both Michigan running backs that are Actually qualifying to be up for this award. I mean, it really wouldn't shock me if they both run for over a thousand yards.
1: They'll probably both be in the NFL draft if nothing else. So, I right, and, and nothing <laughs> else for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's possible the other piece because Harbaugh loves running the ball and he loves controlling the front. So it's it's not too far fetched to think that both of them can't eat and be productive. I agree.
2: The other piece of that too is there's also a very, very, very strong likelihood that out of the Six guys that are being discussed on the show, not a single one of them is in the conversation. There's just that always (laughs) that possibility uh, that that ends up happening. Ryan, yeah. you, uh, you've you got the Homer pick here. Who I'll did you stop.
1: Go with? Stop. It's, it's always <laughs> the Homer pick. I get it, man. I get it. I picked Aldrich Estime for Notre Dame, and there's a few different reasons that I ended up picking him. One, he's a in New Jersey guy, so I had to throw my guy a little bit of a bone. Yeah. But Let's go. Homer pick then, Jersey and Notre Dame. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Unapologetic. <laughs> if anybody has seen a picture of Audric Estime, this young man is an absolute tank. 5'11 and a half, 227 pounds. But the real reason that I'm picking him is is based upon the momentum that he was carrying at the end of the season. Nobody really remembers, but his first three games against Ohio State, Marshall, and Cal didn't have a great start to the season, averaged 2.3, 3.3, and 4.2 yards per carry. The rest of the season, the 10 games after that, his lowest yards per carry average was 5.7. He was the best running back for Notre Dame down the stretch easily. At this point, average 7.9, 6.9, 7.1, 5.7, 6.2, 5.8, 6.1, 6.5, 7.2, and 6.8. Almost a 1,000 yards rushing last year while carrying the load with Logan Diggs, who, by the way, transferred to LSU this offseason. So there's going to be running – there's going to be touches, 165 from Logan Diggs, over 100 from Chris Tyree who moved to wide receiver. We're trying to replace 265 touches running the football – In this offense, the leading rusher and the running back position that's coming back, not named Audric Estime, is, uh, is, excuse me, Jabron Payne, who had two carries for five yards last year. So if we look at this running back depth chart, it's very talented. I think that there's going to be some guys that step up behind Audric Estime, but I think Estime is going to run for clear over a 1,000 yards. I think he's going to average a healthy yards per carry. He is now the bell cow in this offense for so many runs that were now vacated and lost. And not to mention, Joe, the criteria you talked about in the beginning, Notre Dame has three returning starters on one of the best offensive lines in college football, Joe Walt, Blake Fisher, and Zeke Corell, replacing two guards, obviously. But you also have Sam Hartman that transferred over Wake Forest, which means it's gonna be less crowded boxes than what you saw last year. Audric estimate averaging 5.9 yards per carry last year with a lack of a passing game in those loaded boxes was almost a miracle, to be honest. I think he's going to run against loaded boxes. He's going to have a higher workload, and I think he is going to be one of the top running backs in college football next season.
0: Let's go. Jersey, Notre Dame, it's got everything, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love the,
2: the the energy there, Matt. I will uh, I also say it. here as uh, – and and it's kind of hilarious, by the way, when I say that it's a homer pick because I think I might actually be a bigger Notre Dame homer than than Ryan is. I just – I'm not as vocal about it on the show because I'm tired of getting called one. But here's one thing I will add into this. (laughs) Yes. Notre Dame's receiving room sucks. So they're going to need to run the football.
1: It's going to be. No, seriously. Seriously. To Uh, be honest,
2: it, it, it has been inconsistent. And I think that the way that they're going to live and die on moving the football is by running the ball. And they did that last year. And maybe Jared Parker is going to have a different philosophy. I highly doubt it. Again
1: to your point I, I'm going I, don't, with, I, I, don't, I agree I, with the idea I don't think the all-time leading passer in ACC history came to Notre Dame to hand the football off every play, Joe. They're going to run the triple up. option with Sam Hartman. <laughs> you yes. watch. Okay. They're going to run the triple option. It. All right.
0: Matt, who's uh, who's your second pick? Sam Hartman transfers to Air Force <laughs> the day before the season. Um, all right. So now my pick, um, I, I've really been – I don't know what it is, but I am just so uh, just drawn to this Florida State football team this offseason. I feel like every time that we go for a pick here, I'm going to Florida State. But I'm going with Trey Benson. I think Trey Benson is poised to have a really big breakout season among all the other players that are on the Florida State roster right now because of the big expectations that they have this year in the ACC. Um, I I really think that Trey Benson has that home run ability to just score um, from anywhere on the field. The guy has a track like just out of the blocks ability to go from zero to 100 immediately. I think that Trey Benson is a really good job of seeing and cutting. He's awesome in open space. He's almost really difficult to take down when he's in open space. He's fantastic in the screen game and definitely something that I see Florida State doing more so with him uh, and and getting their offense on track and staying on schedule as much as possible because when he has the football Space in the screen game, in the run game, on the kick return possibilities. You know, this guy can really have just a game-breaking ability for this Florida State offense. This is a guy too that's projected for next year's NFL Combine to be able to run a sub four four. So he has that quickness. The one thing that I think is is a little bit of a detriment to him is that he moves so damn quickly that he actually misses the proper cuts every now and then. And that's okay. That's a good problem to have when you're that fast. But I'm picking Trey Benson – Florida State, I think he has a breakout year. He averaged, I think, 6.9 yards a carry last season. I think he finished the year with just under 1,000 yards for the season. Expect him to go over that 1,000-yard mark this year and expect that yards per carry to stay relatively the same despite getting more of a workload this season.
1: Yeah, he's going to get much more of a workload because Sean Ward, their backup running back, almost also ran for 1,000 yards last year. Yeah. He transferred to Kansas State this offseason. So more of the workload is going to go to Benson without question. You also have an experienced offensive line coming back. Alex Atkins, yes. the coordinator, is also an offensive line coach. So I love that pick, man. Me and Joe, Joe, we talked about Trey Benson, I feel like, a lot, not only on this show, but just kind of texting back and forth. Fantastic yeah. football player. So I'm with ends. <laughs> Jordan Travis, dual threat quarterback, which will take some prize yeah. off of him in the read option game as well, which will be a big help.
0: Oh, I love it when Ryan supports my picks because then I just feel that much better about them. Yes, thank you, Ryan.
2: Because Ryan only supports his own picks. That's usually that's should, right. That's
0: right. That
1: should be the
2: tagline of the show: is is Ryan's thoughts versus everybody else.
1: If, 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 that's right. if, we, if, if there was no threat to get demonetized, I would flip you off right now. But we can continue.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> that's good. Right. Good. Good point. Uh, to to wrap up the thoughts on. Benson, I I think that he checks every single box because, you know, not only was he an explosive player, first of all, he's got the build of a, uh, of a, a, a workload heavy back, a guy that can take 250 plus carries, but he deceptively has just really good explosiveness in and out of his cuts, as you talked about, fantastic athlete. But the big thing here is their offensive line, they bring back important players, but they also... Had a really good transfer portal haul with a bunch of sneaky players that are going to be boosting the run blocking capabilities of this group. So I am always going to support that Trey Benson pick, and I'm glad that he was included on this.
0: My and the, pick and the frame you were talking about is 6'1", 215 pounds. So that's that's a pretty yeah. uh, pretty big running back running down the field.
2: Big, big dude, and he's going to get a lot, a lot of touches with uh, with Ward gone. My pick, and Ryan also didn't like this one, but uh, I'm going to push this out there. I love <laughs> Nick Singleton from Penn State. Six-foot, 224 is what he's listed at. Last season, he rushed for over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns and a 6.8-yard-per-carry average. He produced that production with only 156 total carries, and I think the big number for me – is that he's got all these long explosive runs that got him up to that yards per carry average. And then also he had 12 touchdowns with under 200 carries. That's pretty crazy to me. He's also got an impact in the run game. I don't know if they do the whole Saquon Barkley thing where he's also a kick returner for them. I don't know why you you wouldn't do that because he is a, a home run threat every single time he touches the football. That offensive line is strong. They have been run reliant in the past. But let's be honest with ourselves. They have not had a guy this explosive since Saquon Barkley. I'm not saying he's Saquon, but he's got that home run threat ability that plays into it so well. If he goes for 1,200 yards, which he's going to get more carries, he's going to improve. I know that he's not the only running back in the room, but I don't know how you don't give him most of the carries but a lot of times with these awards which is always important not only do we go with the guy who has got the gaudy stats at the end of the season but like any award we go with the guys whose names pop up every single week in the highlights who gets brought Mm -hmm. up for having a an 80-yard touchdown and leading them to a victory when we're writing the post-game reports these media members love to pick guys who they keep seeing their names because they're just a human highlight reel and i think that we get exactly that with nick singleton
1: Well, uh, Joe, I would say this, and again, the only slight pushback I have because I think that we can live in a world where after the 2023 season, we're all like Nick Singleton is the best running back in college football, just in general. I think that that world very much exists because he is incredibly talented, but he shares the workload, obviously, with Katron Allen, and then the other thing, though, is that I think Drew Aller is going to be – there's gonna be more on his plate as far as throwing the football around than there was with Sean Clifford. Could he, but I will say this: it's no pushback to the talents. Could we live in a world again where Nick Singleton wins the Dope Walker in 2023? We can. Uh, I I really do like the pick. And and despite the fact that, you know, sharing
0: the workload again. We are discussing, again, another young quarterback that is being thrust into the starting lineup now. And we just don't know what we are going to get on a consistent basis yet. So the the possibility of them going from, you know, run first and now being pass heavy um, is still maybe just a little bit too aggressive. And it's something that I, I really just don't see James Franklin really getting away from too much yet either until mm-hmm. he sees it. Uh, just done repetitively to to gain that confidence himself in that. I think at the end of the day, Penn State, just like Ohio State and Michigan this year, will probably rely a little bit more on their running back, on their offensive line, and being a little bit more physical at the line of scrimmage. And then – building a little bit more of a rapport in their past game once those things have been established um, as the season goes. You know, I just don't see these three teams coming out and throwing 50 times a game, you know, week one through three. You know, so I think early in the season, that's where we're going to kind of figure out what these teams and what their goal is. And then after those first few weeks, we're going to really find out exactly what their identity is. And I think by that time, a lot of these teams will be very run heavy first um, when we kind of hit that midpoint of the season.